I ain't going back to jail. Next time the county of the state see me, it's going to be in the back. back. Uh, this is it, baby. End of the road. <laughs> when you a dog, you a dog for life. You don't hear me, though. You don't hear me, though. You don't hear me, though. Come on, come on. Watch them young guns that take none. Nobody safe from the Friday the 13th. Ghetto Jason, itchy trigger finger aching. Snatch your ass out that ass class for faking. 44 blasts, it's a bloodbath. Take your first step down a tough path. Ain't no love here, just flux here. Kids know the half, you get plucked here. Fast is impossible. For the week to last, now behold the unstoppable. Third eye watching you, watching me. Throwing rocks from the penalty box. Copper please, young G, we was born to die. Don't cry for me. Just keep the heat close, you get ride for me. Cause we family for better or worse. You and I from the dirt, you snatch purse. So hard it hurts to be here. And each year, I'm pouring out more beer for deceased peers. Holding fort, police line do not cross. They found his corpse in the loft with the head cut off and butt naked. Homicide, the crime method. Add another killer verse to the murder record. The grand finale. What's up, everybody? It's IBS Jesus, also known as Actively Lazy. I'm still working on my name. And we are back with 15 minutes of fame with our special guest, Houston Rockets superfan Maurice. Uh, the Rockets lost in Game 7 to the Golden State Warriors. It was pretty pretty dramatic. And uh, we gave him a day to get his thoughts together. Now we're bringing him live with some questions and a presser. Maurice, you there? I'm here, I'm here. All right, all right, cool, cool. Hey, man, um, <clears throat> glad to have you on. Um, glad you took some time out. Like I said, it only takes 30 minutes max, even though we call it 15 minutes of fame. Uh, we do have some callers lined up, so I'll just get it started. Um, yeah. Let's see here. My first question, after taking in the whole seven-game series, at the end of the day, did the Warriors beat the Rockets, or do you feel like the Rockets beat themselves? Well, I mean that that's that's a tricky question I think because I I think that it's a little bit of both. I think Houston kind of beat themselves because, like I was saying in the group, I think if Harden had had one of his MVP type games, um, you know, regular season Harden like y'all like to call him, game six or game seven in the second half, either one of those two games, I think we're talking about Houston Rockets playing. Uh, the Cavs right now. But at the same time, Golden State, man, they <laughs> it, it's so unbelievable watching them that they could just turn it on and turn it off basically, you know, when they want to. They could turn it on when they want to, which is sickening to watch as a fan of the opposing team. So I kind of think if, if you want to put like a percentage on it, I think maybe 70% Golden State, uh, you know, they want it because – at the end of the day, Durant and Curry in the second half of those two games was basically unstoppable, especially Steph Curry, man. It, it, it's so frustrating watching the dude that's 
a hundred pounds soaking wet just destroy just destroy your team. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, he definitely up, turned it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely turned it on, man. Especially in the second half, both of those games, it it was basically the Steph Curry show. Yeah, um, we do have a caller early, so this should be an interesting show. Um, let me go ahead and get this caller on. Three oh seven six. You are on fifteen minutes of fame. We've got Maurice, the Houston Rockets super fan. Uh, you got any questions? We'll give you three. This is your floor. Go ahead. What's going on, guys? This is Chase. <laughs> What's up, Chase? The Golden State Warrior fan, Mr. West End Cigar. Yeah, how go. you doing? Yeah, okay. that, uh, honestly, man, that the series was very entertaining. I thought, um, I thought there was times when the teams looked completely awful, both of them, and I thought there was times when both teams looked like entirely unstoppable. And I'm still not sure how like Golden State got some of the wins that they did and how they got some of the losses they did in that series. And, I mean, you just saw ridiculous stuff happening, like Draymond turning the ball over and Draymond missing a dunk and, I mean, pivotal plays like that and Harden disappearing for, for periods. And so I'm still, like, processing what all happened. But clearly I think, you know, it's easy to see that those are the two best teams in the league um, Maurice, what do you think, and what do you guys think? Like, how do the Rockets improve other than getting a healthy CP3? I mean, what what changes have to be made because they took the Warriors obviously as far as anyone's taken them, you know, since Durant's been there. I think, I think in the playoffs, though, we had a really good regular season, we still struggle in the playoffs. Um, I think in that Golden State series, we kind of overachieved, but we didn't look good at all um, in, against Minnesota. We didn't, I mean, we looked good as in we, you know, we won games, but the offense wasn't as fluent. Um, people like to talk about ISO ball with the Rockets, which yes, we are heavily, you know, we run a lot of ISOs, and ba- but Basically, the offense is created by that. And I think more so in the playoffs, we ran a lot of ISOs where Harden or CP would run the clock down to about six, seven seconds and then try to do something. In the regular season, it was different. We would ISO, but we would have ball movement off the ISO. So let's say Harden gets to the hole and he kicks it to the wing and then uh, the defense rotates. The ball keeps moving. I don't think that happens so much in the playoffs as it is, as it is in the regular season. To improve, I mean, everybody knows what I want. I want to get Braun. If, if that can happen, <laughs> I would love to get Braun. People are saying, you know, oh, it won't work, you know, too many ball handlers. You got Harden who needs the ball. You got Chris Paul who needs the ball. And you have LeBron who needs the ball. First of all, when LeBron comes to your team, it's LeBron's basketball. Let's just get that clear. But <laughs> I think it's, it's – if you if you think about it, Chris Paul, James Harden, and and uh, LBJ probably has the three highest basketball IQs you can have. People saying Harden and Chris Paul wouldn't work. That ended up working. I, I just think those three together. Yeah, it seems like you know in your head you just can't see it working, but 
I think those three can figure it out. Um, people saying Harden can't play off the ball, but they forget like he did. He really, he really wasn't as ball dominant until he until Mike D'Antoni got there. I mean, he's always been ball dominant in Houston, but it's got it's gotten ten times worse since D'Antoni got there. Harden played off the ball like the first five six years of his career. That could happen. Chris Paul played off the ball basically this year, so that could definitely happen. I think the only way to dethrone the Warriors, because, I, like I said, I think the Rockets overachieved by taking them to seven because we really didn't look that good. I just think the Warriors, we just played, we played with a lot of heart, so the Warriors didn't look all that great either. But when we're talking top-notch Golden State, like the second half of game seven, then I think it's going to have to be some kind of change made that has to bring, like, another superstar in. Maybe if it's not LeBron. Maybe we take a look at Paul George. I think Paul George might actually be a better fit because he doesn't have to have the ball 24-7. Another guy I would like to have, I know he's not a free agent, but can you imagine Kevin Love coming to Houston, like putting him at the stretch four? That would just be insane. Like something like that would definitely work. I think we're one piece away, but kudos to the Rockets for pushing Golden State to seven. What do you think – I haven't heard anybody mention this aspect of it yet. Do you think that the fact that they played with so much physicality and intensity and emotion on defense that it drained them on offense? Like, did it? Could that have been the reason that the threes just disappeared? Like they they were working on defense. Like NBA teams do not work on defense unless they're playing for a title. Like they those guys were pushing Golden State hard on defense. And I don't know if that if that took too much out of them on the offensive end. Well, yeah, I agree with that to an extent because you kind of see in the Warriors, too, they kind of had that same issue, especially Steph Curry. We were trying to make him work so hard the first couple of games. It seems like, you know, it took a little bit out of him on the offensive end. So I definitely agree with you. But this is not the first time we've seen this with the Rockets. Like, against Utah. The threes just didn't fall. Against uh, uh, Minnesota, we had spurts where, you know, we would go off, but the threes really just didn't fall. I think playoff basketball intensity has a lot to do with that. Like, the question is still out. Like, can D'Antoni's system work to win a championship? Because even as a Rockets fan, I'm not so sure just because of the amount of threes that we take. And in the playoffs, they just don't fall like that. And Harden especially, it's bad for him because, like me and Corey was talking about the other day, if if Harden doesn't get to the free throw line, nothing else really with this game kind of works. Especially if his three is not falling. If his three is not falling and he can't get to the line, for him to be so good offensively, he's somewhat ineffective. All right, you got one more, Chase. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the bench – got it was just way too short for Houston in the end. I mean, that's why you saw it them just disappear in the second half. I mean, Golden State were still throwing out bodies, whether they were useless bodies like uh David West or, or you know, in some games or um even keeping Bell in as much as they did and putting throwing Quinn Cook in in clutch situations. They were putting bodies out there. And I feel like the Rockets playing with seven guys it showed it showed in the second half every game. I mean, you think that do you think that Dan Tony should have put should have tried to rotate in more guys um 
once, especially once he saw like Ariza's legs, you know, fading quickly. And, and I mean, Ariza's not young, man. You got to get that guy. He can't be playing 35, 40 minutes a game. Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of tough. I mean, because Golden State can afford to do that. The thing about Houston is if we had really no, like, we had no room for error at all. So we basically just tried to use the core guys the whole game because that's what we went with. Like, you see, like, I wanted Ryan Anderson to play. But you seen in game seven when Ryan Anderson played, all you guys did was just Switch made Put everybody switch. On, yeah. Brian Anderson ended up on stuff. <laughs> um, Joe Johnson, the same way. I, you know, you could play Joe Johnson, but once Joe Johnson gets out there on defense, you're going to make everybody switch until Steph or Clay, you know, he, he ends up on one of those guys. Um, Gerald Green, who's the kind of was the wild card, who I was hoping did more, he, he's horrible on defense. But if his three is falling, he's good enough to kind of, you know, stick in there and hide. But he throws up some of the threes that he throws up, and if they're not falling, you might as well take them off the game. So our rotation kind of was <laughs> limited because of Golden State, not because of Dan Tony just wanting to play those guys. Good stuff. I'll come back. But, yeah, man, let's go, Bron. Forget uh, Golden State, Chase. I'm working with <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Chase, still, we, we, we got some more calls. Don't unleash on the, the ball handlers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you calling in, bro. Hey, we're going to get you back on, you know, when um when this next uh, series starts. With four the more games, man. That's all we got. Don't worry. Yeah, four more. <laughs> yeah, five max. Five games max, man. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, man. Thanks for calling, Chase. All right, guys. All right. All right, we got another caller. The one, the only, the infamous Big Hurt. What's up, Hurt? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, you got three questions. Maurice is fielding all questions, so go right ahead. What's going on, Mo? What's up, Hurt? How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Hey, I got one. I got. I got. My main question is this: All through life, man, when I'm doing something and it's not going right and I can do something else to succeed, I change to do something else. Why do Houston keep shooting them threes, man, when they can drive to the hoop and get layups? That's a really good question, man. I'm wondering the same thing. I understand you have to kind of stick with your game plan and do what you do, but Harden and Eric Gordon is getting to the basket at will. They really don't have a rim protector. So your guess is as good as mine with that one. Hurt. I'm not sure why we didn't go to the basket more in game seven. I, I do agree is that what we needed to do, but I really don't have an answer for it. Well, well one of the questions I had you already asked, answered about LeBron James, but you don't think you're trying to, you know, switch a trade with, uh, the Spurs to try to get Kawhi? Well, I, I don't think – I would definitely do that because Kawhi would kind of fit too because he don't have to be ball dominant. But I can't see Pop doing anything with Houston. Like, Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas basically are never going to really do business together because they all hate each other. But Kawhi, I would definitely take him. 
Yeah, because he, at least the Kawhi I seen two years ago, I don't know what the man got now. It, it looks like he's lacking something, right. heart or something because of what went down this year. But I would definitely take him if that was offered. I don't know what we would have to trade for him. Ryan Anderson would have to be in the trade. That's another thing, too, that's going to be hard for Houston is Ryan Anderson's contract. It's going to be hard to move, man, because nobody wants right. him. He's, that guy got $80 million for basically missing threes. That's all he does is miss long-distance threes. He don't take regular threes either. It's like 35-footers. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, you got one more hurt? What? I only had the two because he answered the one about LeBron with the other caller y'all had. Okay. All right, so I'm going to ask a question I need both of y'all to answer. On a scale of 1 to 10, we'll start with you, Hurt, because you are a LeBron fan, and Maurice wants LeBron on his squad. So on a scale of 1 to 10, Hurt, how confident are you that LeBron James will end up on the Houston Rockets next year? Let, let me put it this way. I, will, I won't give it a 1 to 10. In my personal opinion, I think he's looking at Silly first, and then he's mm-hmm. looking at the Rockets second. Okay. Maurice? If I had to put a number on it, I, I'll say five. I'm, I'm somewhat halfway because it's a tougher fight in the West to get to the finals. So basically, right. instead of him meeting Golden State in the finals, he would have to meet Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, for one. Um, the other side of it, I, I think it's a slight chance because him and Chris Paul are really tight. I think Chris Paul and Harden are really tight. I'm not sure about the relationship of Harden and LeBron. I remember one time he tried to kick him in the nuts in the, nuts in the game. But <laughs> other than that, I'm not sure how tight they are. LeBron, I think Houston or even Philly would be the best choices for him to make if he wants to, you know, kind of get two, three more championships. Only mm-hmm. reason why I question Philly is Ben Simmons and him, can they coexist on the court together? Ben Simmons will definitely right. have to work on his level because, like I was saying earlier, when LeBron comes to a team, it's no more anybody else's team but Bron. Bron's going to set the table. Right. You have to sit at the table and eat with him. So that's the only thing I question about Philly. But if Ben Simmons ever gets a little jump shot, then definitely that would work. I just think Houston is more polished and ready to win now, but you would have to be in the West and, you know, to go to the championship that way. Okay. Um, Now, I'm going to give a follow-up just because Hurt was so gracious to come on, man. Hey, uh, one more follow-up off of that, Hurt. You guys are talking about East and West. Do you think that LeBron going to the West and adding something to his legacy – in regards to shutting up people one more time, because everybody's saying he's scared to go to the West, scared to go to the West. I would consider this his last move, basically, like his swan song. Um, so would he not be um, motivated to go out West and give it a shot? In, in, in my personal opinion, I would prefer, like you just said, I would prefer him to go to Houston, because like you just said, now he's in the West, it's a little more difficult in the West, and he's competing directly with the Golden State Warriors to go to the championship. Yeah, either way, he's going to have to go through Golden State. Right. One way or the other. All right. Well, um, Hurt, glad you called, man. Hopefully the series goes the way that you want it to go next. Otherwise, you might end up on 15 Minutes of Fame. (laughs) Appreciate you calling, (laughs) man. 
Hey, my pleasure. All right. All right, we got another caller. We got a newbie, Mr. Matt Couch. Matt Couch, you've got three questions. Maurice is on the line. Go for it. Hey, Maurice, how's it going? What do you do, Matt? Hey, not much. I know that Chris Paul injury, as soon as that happened, any anyone who played sports kind of knew that look. I just kind of take me through what you were thinking when, when you saw when you saw it come up limp, and just kind of take me through what that meant to the team. Well, that was the biggest game that Houston has won in the playoffs, I think, since the championship years. And even though we won in Golden no, that wasn't. I'm sorry, that wasn't in Golden State. But we had won Game Six to go up three two. No, 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 Game Five to go up three two. I should have been like super excited, but when I seen that, like I wasn't even really happy that we had won because in my mind, I was telling myself, you can't win without Chris Paul. Chris Paul has he's actually James Harden is the the most talented player on the Rockets, but Chris Paul ended up being the heart and soul of the squad. And when I seen him go down, I knew it was. I, I kind of was trying to tell everybody and tell myself like, "Hey, Chris Paul will be back," or you know, "We can do this without Chris. All we gotta do is win one." But deep down, I I, I kind of knew the series was over. It was almost like he was the transmission of the team when they needed to shift gears. He was really the guy who kind of who kind of set that pace. Right, right. I agree with that. Yep. And another thing I'm looking at, you know, Clint Capella is he's due a qualifying offer, knowing that you know you have you know you you have to you have to pony up to bring Ariza back. You have to pony up to bring Chris Paul back. What do you do with Clint Capella, knowing that he's going to be a fifteen or sixteen million dollar a year guy to someone like Phoenix or or whoever else they're rumored? Do you pony up to bring him back, or do you or do you let him walk? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not sure why we are ponying up to keep a because I think it's time well, to I, move I, on. Just tell right? I I, just, I think it's time to move on from Ariza. Well, he's he's had his good years with us. I think he aids and caught up with him. His three-pointer, like, he's a 3 and D guy for us, and his three just doesn't really fall like it has been in the past. I like Ariza. You know, he's one, you know, he's one of those guys that'll fight to the end. But talent-wise, I think it's time to let him go. Capella, here's my, here's my stance on Capella. I think you have to match anything that anybody offers him because he's a restricted free agent. The only way I don't keep Capella – if, if somehow we can bring DeAndre Jordan in, he's from Houston. Um, I, I think Capella may be a little bit more talented than DeAndre Jordan, but I think DeAndre Jordan would help us better defensively. Um, but neither one of them can shoot free throws, so they're kind of that's kind of a wash. I think Capella may be a little bit better with the ball in his hand offensively, but I think defensively on the other end. DeAndre, he may be just slightly better. So either or, I'm fine with either one of those two. I guarantee you one of those guys will be a Rocket next year. I'm just not sure sure of who because of the whole relationship, again, between Paul and DeAndre. They're still really close, so that might have some kind of influence. I'm not sure. But if if DeAndre's not in the picture, you have to keep Capella. You have to. He's the anchor. Right. 
Right, right, I agree. And, and somebody else already touched touched on the uh, Ryan Anderson contract. And looking at Houston's situation going forward, it really looks like that's just the really the only stumbling block that they have to work around. And I, re- I really hope they're able to to, to do something. So it would really be cool to see them kind of reload and challenge Golden State again next year and beat them. As a basketball fan, I think that's just something that I'd like to see. All right, Matt, you got uh... – oh, go ahead, Maurice. Yeah, we're going to have to offer up like two first-round picks to move um, Ryan Anderson. That's going to suck, but that's the only way you're going to have to get rid of him is him and like two first-rounders for somebody to take that contract on. Yeah, all right. it's crazy to see. Well, good talking, good talking to you guys. I appreciate right. it, Matt. Hey, um, just uh, keep an eye out when we do this again. You're always welcome to call. And then uh, we also do other uh, different types of uh, shows. I think we're going to do a, a preview for the finals, and you guys can call into that as well. All right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll look forward to it. All right, man. Thanks for calling. All right, thanks. All right, Maurice, we got five minutes left. Five minutes left. Um. I think, you know, everybody pretty much covered all the questions that I have written out. Um, but since we got five minutes left, I will give you the floor. Tell me what your ideal summer free agency looks like and then answer the million-dollar question of the Houston Rockets here to stay. Well, to start it off, I think, we're definitely here to stay. I I can't see it, another team that is going to be able to dethrone Golden State or Houston from that one-two spot in the next, let's say, two years. If, well, mm-hmm. this is all assuming Chris Paul comes back. Like, let's just assume mm-hmm. that. But I think Chris Paul comes back, and if we do nothing else, I still think we're, you know, the top two, three teams in the league. I, I'm, I always think that's going to be the issue as long as we got Harden and Paul together and compelling. Now, mm-hmm. my ideal for the summer, though, like I said earlier, I would love to bring Braun in. Um, it's a shot in the dark. I, I can't really see it happening. That's just me hoping. But if that can happen, like I said, I'm happy with having Chris, LBJ, and Harden play together. I think they can make that work. Three high basketball IQs. All three guys are very unselfish, regardless if you want to say so or not. Um mm-hmm. They can make that work. You put some shooters around them. You got Capella protecting the rim, catching lobs. That's going to be tough to stop, even for Golden State. We, I mean, Golden State had problems just with what we had now. So I think you add LBJ. That's just, I think that can be thrown. Um, if not LeBron, I think Paul George is going to LA. So I don't think that's happening. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. We might just have to resign some players and. Get some shooters. Let let Ariza go. It's time to let him walk this summer. I I firmly believe Luke got to go. I think he was on a one year deal. I like PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker has a lot hot heart. I mean, a lot of heart and soul. So I would keep him. He's one of those guys you need to win a championship. And add some more shooters, man. Try to get rid of Ryan Anderson. Hey, I know a lot of you ain't gonna agree with me on this, but. Try to bring Melo in on a, on, a, on a veteran's minimum contract. He wants to play in Houston. I mean, you can't give him no big money. Let him uh, get bought out in OKC. Maybe if nothing else works, try to bring Melo in. That might help at the stretch four. We'll see. Um, but it's not really – if you don't get 
those top two guys, Braun and Paul George, I don't think nothing else changes enough to dethrone Golden State. I just don't think. If they stay together, man, those guys, they not only are they great, you got two probably of the top five players in the league, then you got two of the greatest shooters of all time together. Draymond Green does all the dirty work. It's hard to stop those guys, man. It's, they also move the ball. You see, when they ran, tried to run ISO ball with Houston, that's when we gave them issues. But once they got back to their offense, it's just so fluent, man. It's hard to stop. All right. Well, um, I'm glad to see you're not um, glass half empty on the whole situation. Uh, I think the Rockets are one of the bigger storylines heading into this offseason as um, not a lot of people expected them to take the Warriors to seven games and almost come within basically just basically a half of winning. You know, if they had to play the good second half, um, they would have probably been going to the finals right now. Um, the Chris Paul injury obviously affected them as well. But um, I look for them to be a player in the free agency market, uh, whether it's to replace Capella or just bring in bring in somebody to replace Ariza, maybe a, a legitimate 3 and D type guy. Um, you might not find that. Obviously, LeBron's the superstar, but you might mess around and uh, just patch it together with uh, a, a sum of all parts type system, you know, uh, fill, fill that position by committee, you know. Um, but uh, I look forward to them. Go ahead. If LeBron leaves, try to bring Kevin Love in. You you don't think, like, just your opinion, you don't think, like, adding Kevin Love, like, at at the four position, that wouldn't be deadly for the Rockets right there? But I know Mm -hmm. he has, like, two or three years left on his deal, and I think he's making the max, too. So, either way, you would have to move Ryan Anderson. That's the beginning. That's the first thing you have to do. Yeah. And and after that, the chips will fall where they may. But um, hopefully – we can get you in on some Dallas Cowboys 15 minutes of fame come NFL season. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out, man. And uh, hopefully uh, if we can get a panel going for the finals, I got to work the next couple of days, but uh, if we can get a panel going, I'd like to have you on the panel as well, seeing as your team played the Warriors, okay? That sounds good. All right, man. Thanks for calling. All right, man. So this has been 15 Minutes of Fame with your host, Actively Lazy, formerly known as IBS Eases. Uh, just like I said, another uh, segment of IBN that we do, uh, we give 15 Minutes of Fame, which is technically 30 minutes, but we give uh, some time for our super fans to, to speak on their, their team's loss um, and also have other people call in with questions that they want to know uh, from a fan's perspective. Uh, thanks to all my callers, Hurt, Couch, and uh, Chase. And then uh, anybody else that was out there listening, feel free to call in anytime when we have these shows going. Uh, This has been Actively Lazy, and I will see you guys later.